Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the U.S. Markets Wrap. I'm Willie King. Markets fell Tuesday after latest home sales and consumer confidence reports revived concerns over the state of the U.S. economy. The Dow Jones Industrial Average lost 1.1% to 33,600 points. The S&P 500 was down 1.4% to 4,270 points. And the Nasdaq Composite pulled back 1.45% to 13,000 points. couple of updates here. August new home sales missed expectations with homes under contract totaled 675,000 for the month, down 8.7% from July. And the conference board's Consumer Confidence Index fell to 103 in September, down from 108 in August. JP Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon warned interest rates may need to rise further to tamp down inflation. This has added to the more bearish sentiment from last night. As a result, bank stocks were down with the S&P Regional Banking ETF falling more than 1%. Wells Fargo shares dropped about 2% while Morgan Stanley fell 1%. Now for more insights, we are joined this morning by Mark Jambroni, Head of US Equities and Portfolio Manager and Analyst of Barrow, Barrow Henley Global Investors. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for having me on today. I'm doing fine. <laughs> so US market so far has been pricing in both a soft landing and rates peaking as well. So to put things in perspective here, um, what sort of risk investors or markets uh, should be looking at? I think you're correct that the market has been pricing in, you know, a best case scenario as to what the outcome might be here with the Fed raising rates and as opposed to leading to a recession, it would lead to what they call a soft landing. And then also that the Fed has more or less finished raising rates, and that's, you know, getting people enthusiastic, particularly around growth stocks or the Magnificent Seven, as they're called here in the U.S. And I think what we saw with data like today or with Jamie Dimon's comments related to the Fed is that the market may be a little ahead of itself, and the risk is really to the downside. It it seems unlikely that the Fed is done raising rates or that they certainly will not be cutting rates anytime soon. And a soft landing, while I think we can all hope for that, I'm I'm still hoping for it myself, (laughs) probability is low. I see. So monetary policy seems like it's taking some time to have an impact. Even yesterday, one of the Fed's president, uh, Neil Kashkari, also talked about a close to 50-50 chance of a higher interest rate. And it was quite interesting because he has been a more dovish member of the FOMC and he has recently switched to a more hawkish stance. So from here on, how much higher do you think rates should actually go and what are the implications on the markets? Sure. There's a few questions in there. So I would say that the problem for the Fed at the moment is that inflation is much stickier than uh, we had hoped for at this point. So you're correct that monetary policy usually works with a lag, and usually within 12 months or so, it's having a meaningful impact. And clearly, you know, inflation rates are down, but they're not down enough because if you look around the U.S. economy, you still see things like housing, like oil, like wages that are still rising in an environment where we were hoping at this point that inflation would be rolling over. And because inflation appears to be sticky at a higher level than the Fed would have hoped for at this point, the reality of them having to come back in and raise rates again is there. And I think that they can't help but discuss it. And again, it's not something the market has priced in at this point, as they were, as we suggested earlier, pricing for a little bit of perfection. So some of the weakness we've been seeing lately is related to the reality that if inflation doesn't start coming down more, 
and again, those three areas in particular are not helping, then the likelihood of rates being much higher for longer than people expected is certainly there. And then the chance for another rate hike or two is also there. So I think rates, in, in fairness, I think the rates have, have probably done most of what they're going to do. You know, so we could still go up a bit more, and we've already come up a lot. But it's the reality of how long the rates will stay and how long they need to be high to impact inflation is what the market, market is wrestling with. And the longer they need to stay, the higher be higher, the more difficult the soft landing is going to be. Mm. And I'd just like to ask you, Mark, you are in the U.S. over there. Do you think that the economy can live with a much higher inflation? And how do you think a high inflation environment implications on the economy itself? I think a high inflation rate is very bad for the economy. I think in particular, if you think about the U.S. economy, two-thirds of the economy is the consumer, the U.S. consumer. And the U.S. consumer gets impacted by inflation in a very significant way and in multiple ways. So inflation is bad for everyone except for really the, the wealthiest and the asset owners within an economy. So for at least, let's call it the 80 plus percent or so of the consumer that's not participating or doesn't have an offset to inflation, inflation is bad. Inflation is also bad for the world's expectations around our, our dollar and around where, you know, ultimate rates may have to go, which would then, of course, lead to a much more severe downturn if rates got significantly higher. So inflation is a bad place to be. And the Fed is right to be attacking it meaningfully, but it's also coming from a very high point. And so it's difficult at this moment to um, make significant inroads. It's going to take longer than we had hoped, for sure. Mm, maybe you can just move on to talking about tech stocks. And from here recently, you can see how the market has really, really driven by technology stocks on artificial intelligence and the next tech revolution since the last dot-com boom. Has the AI boom continued to be the bright spot here? I think so. I think the AI boom is real. And what I mean by that is not so much that certain stocks only certain stocks should participate or that their multiples should go to the moon. What I mean is that the amount of spending, dollars, capex, data centers, etc., that we're going to need to support the AI boom is real. And I think there's going to be lots and lots of dollars, lots of money, lots of capital focused on growing the network, the infrastructure for AI whether it turns out to be chat GPT or someone else winning, that's really less relevant. I think AI is going to permeate most places. It may lead to the next, you know, boom in terms of efficiencies. And that's what all companies are focused on, improving efficiencies and making sure that AI has a positive impact. You can't do that without infrastructure spend, you know, without capital intensity, et cetera. And so I think the AI boom is real. Um, and I think it's here to stay. And I think there's going to be lots of beneficiaries of it, some shorter term and some longer term. All right. We have been speaking with Mark Gembroni, Head of U.S. Equities and Portfolio Manager and, and Analyst of Barrow Henley Global Investors. It's great chatting with you this morning, Mark. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Have a good rest of the day. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.